Welcome to Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project. To find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1.com. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith Maskell and Roxanne Maskell. What's up, Rox? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm tired as hell. You are? Yes. I got circles under my eyes. I see them. I don't like, oh my God. Living a COVID life. Not just a COVID life, living that damn shingled life. I know. I, of course, some people may know I'm recovering from a bad case of shingles, so I have these complications. Sometimes I look incredibly tired and have crazy fatigue. You know what I'm saying? So being able to see yourself on a monitor and see the circuit, the raccoon eyes, I'm just not used to it. <laughs> Uh, but forget about that. So, you know, we always start out with a check-in. We, you know what I'm saying? We're back in New York. WTF Studios. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what it is. You know who other people who sit on this couch from time to time. But we won't talk about them. But, of course, feeling the energy in the room. And we have some other brothers. That, a lot of energy in the room. Some brothers that we just met. Whoa, just really blessed us. We gonna rock. What's up, Rocks? How's it feel to be back in New York? It's always good. What do you mean? I mean, I get agitated. Mad Aggie. No people- question. People who are here, most of them are not New Yorkers. They're mad Aggie. I get agitated easily, but I love being here. Yeah, no question, because you've been yelling at people. You've been yelling at people like the last three days. Well, that cab driver deserved it. Cuss out a cab driver too. He was acting simple. He was I mean, acting simple. You drive a cab, you pick up a fare, you get your money, you keep it moving. He was trying to go outside of that formula. He acted like we were gonna go to the Bronx, and he didn't want to go. I don't know what he acted like. But he, he saw what I was at. Where you going? Right, and I told him, and he got silly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that you're good and that you're wild and a little bit. Let's get, but let's get into it. Rox, what are we talking about today? We're talking about our black liberation. Oh, my God. And our journey of trauma and being triggered and activated in life. No question. That's what we're talking about. Black liberation. Black History Month, Black Liberation. The Black Liberation episode is what we're going to call this? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Okay. We got to think about it. It depends on what happens. Like, we know what our story is, but we never know which way we're going to go. No, of course not. We can't. There's a lot of components to this story. This isn't scripted. I know, but I'm just saying that's what we have to figure out. We always figure out after we do the podcast. Correct. Right? Right. And we say, this is what we're going to call it. Right. Okay. Since, you know, we're talking about liberation, let's just get into it. Because I think, you know, and we've talked about this before in terms of us taking ownership of our bodies as being survivors of abuse, you know, at some point, you know, that we all have to claim our bodies back. Reclaim. Yes. Thank you. Reclaim because the violation to the body is where we get lost and we don't feel like this body belongs to us because it's been violated. Correct. I'm so happy that you're a psychotherapist and things, you know, where you can just correct me at from time to time. I'm not correcting you. No, it's okay, I'm though. I'm adding to the conversation. No, no, no question. I'm putting my, my adobo, my sofrito. Oh, you're the sofrito on that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I love yes. that. I love that. But not correcting in a, in a negative way, but making sure that we're using the right terms, you know, so, so the listeners aren't getting wrong information. That's important. Yeah, well, I mean, I think what I try to offer is what it feels like in my personal body and put words to it. And this is something that we don't learn to do. Correct. Nobody teaches us how to do that. Yeah. And even if you went to therapy, sometimes a therapist doesn't help you figure that out, how to express and articulate that harm that was done to your body and what it feels like. Right. And it feels different for all of us, but I always want to put out there what it feels like for me so that people can attach themselves to it. 
and have a language for it. Right. Because that's what happens, right? If I'm able to communicate better with you about what's going on in my body, especially right. during intimacy. Yes. Right? Yes. Then you understand and then you act accordingly. Right. But if I can't communicate, then where are we? We're just trying to figure it out, blind leading the blind. And having bad sex. Right. Yeah, that's... Right. But sometimes that's yeah. just how it is, though. Sometimes that's part of the process, you know what I mean, of just having... Sometimes we have to be okay with having difficult sex. I, I think it's hard to say bad sex, but I would say difficult sex, right? Well, it's not fulfilling. How's that? In that moment. Right. In that moment, right. that instant gratification is not there. It doesn't mean that there's not going to be a next moment. Correct. But if you're just starting out, we've been together for a while. Right. If you're just starting out with someone and you really digging them. Right. And something oh, that like that happens. This right. That you're not going to come back. No. You're not going to be vulnerable about it because right. we learn to not be vulnerable because right. we see that as a weakness. So that's why I say it that way, because for us, yeah, we know we're going to come back. We, we're established right. in that way. But other people who are in this learning about love being vulnerable, being with another person, vulnerable to that other person, they don't understand that. Yeah, thing. no, it's a pro I mean, it's definitely a process because it was a process for me to be able to figure out that it wasn't me, number one. Also, yeah. too, well, what was I going to do with my frustration? There you go. Right? Facts. What was I going to do with it? Was I going to take it out on you and be upset? I suspect that happens. You know, oh, no question. It was no, most, most definitely with it was, you know, at that point of, of feeling frustrated. What do I do? You know what I mean? I can't just leave all of my sexual desires on you. Like, that's not what it is, right? I have to respond to it for myself and my body, but I got to figure it out and figure it out in different ways, too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. figuring out what works for your body is not something that we talk about, right? It's not something that we hear about. It's not something that even, you know, black and brown men or men, who talks to them about that? Nobody, right? No. Or even when we talk about PP etiquette, who talks about PP etiquette? <laughs> My mother, she told me, this is maybe because I'm West Indian or whatever, you know what I mean? Boy, don't, don't, boy, listen, don't be pulling out your ting everywhere. She told me that. Simple. Don't do that. Nobody wants to see that. Thank Make you, sure honey. that you're private. You know what I'm saying? It's not all about your dick. Like, that's the, those are the things that my mom taught me. I'm very happy that she taught me those things because it I'm, kept me I'm, out of trouble. I am very happy she taught you those things. As well. You know, I'm glad that I'm glad. Thank you, Connie. Are you going to say thank you, Connie? I said thank you, Connie. Okay, good. You know, but no one, no one talks about that stuff with us. And how many other dudes are having real conversations like that? You know what I mean? Like really trying to debrief what happened between them and their girl in that way. And then you ask another dudes who have no idea. So it's incredibly difficult. You know, it can be isolating in some ways because the only person that you can really have the conversation, <laughs> if it's not your therapist or whatever, is actually the person that you're trying to interact with. Your, your person, your boo. Yeah, bae. In some ways, that's how it was with me. I didn't want to tell other dudes about you in that way. Because you can't do that. Like, dudes do that a lot. Like, you want to tell, like, yo, my girl and all that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, she does this and she does that. No, because then if you're telling all the secrets, you can't do that. That's just not, some dudes like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's just not how I was. I felt like I always had to protect your honor. Always. Regardless. Well, and dudes don't recognize that sometimes we know that you flapping your gums because yeah. your boys sometimes don't know how to disguise what they know. Mm -hmm. They that's give it right. away. That's facts. Facts. So, facts. That's little boy shit. No question. You know what I mean? Like what to do to do with that information? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know why I have like a frog in my throat or something. I don't know either. You know it's what I mean? New York. 
Maybe it is New York. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how did you, and then how did people deal with that? Especially because, like, if you were ugly, that'd be one thing. It wouldn't really, no one really care about it, but you're beautiful. Like, that sounded like a compliment. Of course it's a compliment. <laughs> you're fine as hell. Are you serious? You're beautiful, like, spirit, inside you know, and ugly, out. So people like, are drawn really? to you. People are drawn to you. No question. All right. I mean, did, did that sound negative? For ugly people. Whatever, I mean, whatever but, you, whatever you consider I mean, ugly. I mean, it is I what mean, it is. I mean, you know. It is what it is. I mean, maybe it's a joke that just didn't land. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Moving on. No question. So what are we talking about? We're talking about liberation. Of our liberation bodies. of our bodies. So we're right? talking about what we did to liberate. Yes, one time. So it was around our birthdays, right? And now our birthdays are three days apart. November 18th and the 21st. You know I don't like telling people my birthday, but go ahead, Carrie. That's okay. I didn't tell them how old you were. So we were in Miami. And so we do, we do every year. No question. We always go to Miami because it's hot. It's beautiful. There's Except sexy COVID. people. You know what I'm saying? Like the vibe is the vibe is beautiful. A lot of sexual you know tension. Sexual tension there. You know what I mean? And how we roll when we go to Miami, we roll like we live on Washington, but we hang out on Ocean Drive. And if you've been to Miami, you understand what it is. Most people try to front and always like, oh, I need to get the I need to get a penthouse on Ocean Drive and, and, and try to be extra. No, we try to roll as locals and then we just walk up and down Ocean Drive. You know what I'm saying? We ain't about the glam and, and, and the glitz and, and, and stuff like that. We want to really experience it, what it's like. You know, if someone came from little Haiti or whatever and went to the beach to chill out, like that's how we roll. You know, I was thinking about just Roxanne's journey around the, the reclaiming of her body. And I, I felt like I want to do something special for her. And so I was looking at nude beaches. And so there's a famous nude beach in Miami called Hollover Beach. It must be maybe 10 miles Maybe it's long. Wow. It's a long, beautiful. it's a, it's really long. It's, it's beautiful. Quiet. Oh my God. It is just an incredible place, but they have like one side that's clothing optional and this other one is clothing and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it to this new beach right now. The one thing about that is we had been going cruising and stuff like that years before. And Roxanne decided up on the topless deck to take off her top. You know what I'm saying? And that was liberating in a lot of ways. Now, Roxanne has lost a good deal of weight, and so she was a lot heavier when she was doing this process. But it was amazing to see her actually take off her top and be free in that way and how it affected all the other women around her. Because all of a sudden, it was like, they were like, oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> she's taking her top off, and she's a little bit bigger than me. So, oh, my God, I'm just going to take off my top. And it was incredible because people would talk to us. They would talk to her. We would meet people and they would be like, wow, like, yes, just so empowered. And so that stayed with me. And I was like, wow, that's her reclaiming, you know, part of her body. And so I was like, yo, we're going to Hollover. So we get to Hollover. We have to walk for like probably a quarter of a mile till we get to the opening. And so we went it's to- It's like the, a white picket fence. Right, <laughs> exactly. In the middle of the beach <laughs> that lets you know- you are entering a different part of the beach. Exactly. I mean, that's just like the visual is really important. I right. Exactly. Right. And so we get to that part and there's this big gate and stuff like that. And, you know, we cross over and we're fully closed. Now, there's something that's called the track. And so there's mad people walking towards us. Right. And so what happens is people go in the water and they want to get a nice even tan. So what they do is they walk up the beach and then they just walk around. They just walk up and down the track. <laughs> so like... 
within like the first 30 seconds, there was probably at least 20 dicks right off, right out the bat, just there. Soon as you crossed. Soon as you crossed over and you walked and it was like, you know, like you're in a sea of dicks. And like, (laughs) I don't know about most people, but like, you just don't see that. Number one. You don't see that. If you're an athlete and you're in the shower or whatever, kind of, like, whatever. But, like, you had no choice but to deal with whatever you needed to deal with yes. <laughs> to be present in that moment to say, yes. oh, my, yep, he's shaking his head, too. He's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, yep. in that moment, legitimately, it was like, it was shock, yes. right? How do you feel, especially as me as a male, a person that was, you know, also, too, a survivor, not feeling comfortable to take showers, you know, in front of anybody else. You know what I'm saying? The pressure of from, you know, my father and, and, and my brother, because, you know, in terms of my thing, I didn't look like them. It wasn't like there was anything wrong with me, but like they made me feel so uncomfortable that this was a lot, you know, to deal with. Now, the funny shit is, is that there were all kind of sizes. Yeah. That was the funniest shit. Now, yeah. here's the thing. People always make jokes about dicks that are this big. I never thought that that was actually true. I never really thought about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Ha, 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 la, la, la. No, 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 no. That shit is true. It is true. That shit is true. Yes. In the span of the 30 seconds that we were, that we were walking. The, the we, we Right, exactly. <laughs> we saw every size that you could ever think of within that time. It was potpourri. It was what? Potpourri. (laughs) (laughs) It was potpourri. It was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so let me, let me just ask you really quickly because I'm saying how, you know, how I felt in that moment, you know, and it's like, you don't want to laugh. But you do. But you do inside a little bit because you're like, oh my God, you're like. It exists. You're like like a big foot. You're like, exactly. Little foot. It was big foot. Mini foot. Tiny foot. Bite size foot. Bite size. Legitimately. Like dude had like. Yeah. legitimately had like yeah. crazy yeah. pubic hair and like yeah. this little thing sticking out yeah. like legitimately and he was excited yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like wow yeah. like wow but then again you know what you got to get a brother some love because he was loving himself in the moment that he didn't care about what anybody else thought and that was what that lesson was at that time yeah you know what i'm saying so we were seeing other people's you know their liberation yeah in terms of how they felt those about themselves. Every day. You know what I mean? They were right. <laughs> those, those are regulars, right? Right. Those folks were there. Those are regulars. Yes. So, you know. Yes. Every day. You know what I'm saying? But still, like, being able to witness that, you know, and also age range as well. So oh, we yes. that that was the other thing. Like there was a dude that was like seventy five. Yes. You know, that was out there strolling and, and hanging. You know what I'm saying? Like legitimately. Like legit like really like legitimately. Hanging. Like really We like, never saw that kind of hang. Time. Yeah, no. No, I mean that was like a, but that was like a, um, a geriatric hang time. It Correct. wasn't, it wasn't like something no. that you want to see or that you expect to see. No, not at all. And he was like la 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 la. Right, he was like no big. He was walking with it. He had this big stick that he was walking with and stuff. And then his nuts were like rolling. They were like rolling past his knees, legit. They really were. But he was not. He was unbothered. Right. He was like, I'm here. Right. I'm getting some sun. Right. I feel good. No question. Walking. But we were we were witnessing that. You know, so that was so that was, a you know, that was like a funny moment, really funny. But also, too, things got really real. And I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, you know. But how did you feel about that at that time when you it first? It was really uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, because when you when you deal with trauma in your life, that kind of trauma, the experience of seeing naked bodies just 
everywhere randomly. Like there's this snippet, the small moment of, am I safe? Mm. Right? Are, are these people going to hurt me because they're naked? Because then it becomes about the nakedness of some rando. Right. And wondering, am I safe? Or what that felt like for me because of my trauma, the person that hurt me was somebody that shouldn't have hurt me. It was a relative. It was my dad. Right. And I've seen him naked. Mm. Right. right. So, you know, like I have to flip that a little bit and yeah. figure out in a moment to not sort of let my body activate and say, I'm okay. Right. Right. But I think being with you and that this was um, like there was a purpose to this. Right. Like we weren't just being like random about going there. We knew what we were doing. Right. It was a plan. Right. And we talked about it. And knowing that I'm with you, I was like, okay, I had to just talk myself down. I'm okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. Right. It's all right. We, I can sort of be okay in this space and and have fun yeah. with it, right? This this is okay. Yeah. I think also, too, is the, the correlation of nakedness, naked bodies, you know, equals sex in our minds, right? And that's not necessarily the, the case, but that's what you learn Correct. when you are violated at an early age Correct. when you shouldn't know anything about that. That's right. That's, that's what right. happens. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's something that was happening. So, so, so of course we see these, you know, <laughs> we see all these dicks right at once or whatever. We're like, okay, now we got to try to figure out where we're going to lay down. Yes. Where are we going to claim, claim our spot? Where are we going to claim our spot, right? Yeah. Now, there's all these people who have tents and shit. Like, yes. they're set up. They have water. You know what I mean? They got snacks. You we know got, what I mean? Like the people, hotel yo, towel. No question. People are set up. You know what I mean? They're like, hi. You know? Hey. hey how you doing? You know, people are really, you know, people are really friendly. And sometimes yes. you're like, I don't want to see that. Yes. You're like, I don't want to see that. Can you put that away? Yes. No, that was not the case. You were going to deal. And so we found a spot. Mm, we did. found a spot. We put down the towel and everything, not too far from, from the water, because the water is so beautiful. It's, it's amazing. And so we claim our spot. Well, I'm looking around and stuff like that because, you know, Roxanne has big booty and things like that. So I'm always protective <laughs> and things. Yeah, I said it. So I'm protective. You know what I mean? I'm like... Don't be looking at her like that. <laughs> right, don't be looking <laughs> like I'm at her. Like, <laughs> you're on a new beach. Everybody's going to look Where dummy. You, right? you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, want to be kind of protective of her and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, my ass was naked. I took off my bottom first. I couldn't believe it. Like, all of a sudden, I was just completely naked. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what happened. I was like, do you want to put that back on? <laughs> Because I was like, what the fuck? There was no transition. Nothing. All of a sudden, I just took off myself like, ah. I was still dressed. And I looked at you and was like, what is going on right now? What happened? All of a sudden, my ass was butt ass naked. Everything. Just out. Completely. Right. And I had no idea what had happened. I think I might have just blacked out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, there wasn't like, okay, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to walk up. I'm going to wait. I'm going to shimmy it down a little bit. Then I'm going to wait. <laughs> like none of that. There was none of that. It was just gone. And I was so surprised at myself. And I'm like looking at her like, and she's still fully closed. I was like, <laughs> damn, Ninja. <laughs> like, I thought this was my birthday gift. What happened? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I was just like, I don't know what happened. Cause it wasn't like, I didn't really even think about it. Like how I was going to respond or I, I, I didn't know, but it was crazy. And maybe I was ready and I just didn't know it. 
I was ready for that liberation. I was ready to, to, to reclaim part of my body. And I just went for it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you take off your clothes. and <laughs> You had to actually coax me because right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I could take my yeah, top. I, I'm not sure about the bottom yet. I was like, I was really not sure. And then right. I wanted to lay, when I did, I wanted to lay on my stomach because I didn't want no right. one to see my front. Right. Which is stupid. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And you can't lay on sand that long on your stomach without your back starting to hurt. That's the other thing. No question. And everybody was naked. Right. Actually, remember people were playing volleyball naked. Yes. That was, that yes. was really interesting. Yes, people were playing watch. volleyball naked. No question. No question. Roxanne's a really good volleyball player, too. I was like, you in a play? She was like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. People playing volleyball, going to get hot dogs. Because then they want to be friendly. Right. We weren't ready to really. Ready to be yeah, friendly. we weren't ready to really talk to people. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? We weren't ready no. for that yet. No. You know, but I it was to be invisible. Right. So here she is laying on her stomach, booty all out in the whole nine. And then you just start seeing people walk by, <laughs> like oh. come out of the woodworks like, oh, damn, <laughs> it's a big ass on the damn beach. It was like a big ass re- alert that just went out to the beach. You know what I mean? Almost, <laughs> you know, like it's a big ass on, on the beach. Everybody. Tower seven, <laughs> big ass near tower seven. <laughs> And then like, and then dudes just started walking by. Like, I was like, okay, there was nobody here. Where did everybody come from? I was all like, what's going on? You know? But what I didn't realize as well is that maybe they weren't looking at her. Maybe they were looking at me. Yeah. You got a nice little, you know, top side booty. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) I think I, right. That's what we talked about. We started talking about it. Right. Exactly. Wait a minute. Maybe they're not just here looking at me. Maybe they're looking at your booty. Right. No question. Yeah. Now, at this time when we went to Hallover, there were more men than women. Yes. So that's another part of it. That's another layer of this, you know, of this reclaiming of your body because another man is looking at you. Yes. And what does that mean? Yeah. It doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Having to be able to process that in the moment is a lot. You know what I'm saying? Especially, you know, being a survivor of abuse and having to make sure I figure out, you know, my sexuality and, and, and things like that, you know, that can definitely challenge you. No question. Of course, as it should. No question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was the other thing that was like, whoa. And it was some, there were some women and some couples and things. But let me tell you, when you got a road dog with you, that's what made everything better. You know what I'm saying? This is my road dog right here. Like being able to, there was nobody else, of course, that I'd want to be, you know, in this, in this relationship with, because, you know, we start doing things that we didn't even think that was possible because you have that type of support. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yes. that, that we can actually talk about it. Shake. Right. So that led to a conversation. This led to this cold conversation of talking about dicks yes, and about dick size yeah. and what that means. Right. And about PP etiquette and, and, and things like that and how dudes lead with their dicks a lot of times and, you know, how they feel defined by their penises. That is a learned. Right. Behavior. And that's a right. And that's a learned that's a learned behavior. And so, you know, when you're interacting with someone else, you, of course, we bring those things to the relationship. But can we actually be vulnerable and understand that we got to lead with our hearts? We got to lead with our minds. We got to lead with other things. And understand that if you want to lead with your dick, you'll be chasing your dick for the rest of your life. 
And never catch up. And never catch up. No question. And so it's a choice. It's right. not what you want for your life. Exactly. And that's the thing. That's the thing that's, that's, that we always talk about is like we have choices. We have choices. Everything that we've learned up to a certain point, we can decide what direction we want to go in. It's our opportunity as, as we try to learn this adulting to make those decisions. You know, regardless of what our dad did, regardless of our grandfathers, regardless of our mothers or whatever, we've got to make our own way. Yep. And so I felt like that in that moment that like, wow, well, how am I going to feel about this? Right. To have all these gay men look at me and whatever. And it'd be like, you know what? It's not that serious. It isn't because it's the body. Right. Right. It's exactly. Just what happens. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so <laughs> that was one thing that we had to deal with, which is just unbelievable, man. It was like, oh, my God. Now, wait a minute. All these guys looking at me. Oh my goodness, what are they going to think? What are they going to think? This is what, you know, this is what my father said to me about my stuff, da da da, whatever, you know? And to be honest with you, I just had to let it go, right? I had to let it go. Well, it wasn't something that was benefiting you. Yeah. That's, that's the key, right? Understanding right. what benefits you, what doesn't, and letting right. go of the things that don't. Yeah. That's what healing and recovery are really about. Yeah. So, yeah. But what made that moment special was also because Roxanne was there and the fact that we can talk about it. Because I think that's something that doesn't doesn't always happen in relationships. Like we, we just talk about everything, you know, to the best of our ability, you know. So it was time to get in the water. Oh, gosh. The it was, water. Right. It's the that closest like thing. like a runway. Right. Exactly. Because when you got to walk to the you got to walk to the beach from your towel. You mean the water. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were on the beach. Right. You have to walk from water. you have to walk from where you are sitting on the beach to the water. Right. It's like. Yeah. And then um, trying to manipulate the sand. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. It feels different naked. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it does. Let me say that again in case y'all didn't hear. It feels different naked. Right. Manipulating the sand. No question. Walking. Right. And so, like, you know, getting to the water, there's, you know, there's no hiding. There's no nothing. We held hands. We, you know, we walk into the water and the water is just so beautiful. Right. You feel like and warm, warm. Like Perfect. I felt like Apollonia. You know what I'm saying? Like, no question. Like she just jumped in. Like, that's how I felt. I'm Apollonia. I was Apollonia. I mean, if that's what you want to be, that's fine. I, I, I don't mind being Prince, but he didn't get in the water. He, didn't get he, he just he said, didn't. wait, no, wait. That's all he said. Yes, he didn't get in that water. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so I just felt like Apollonia because I was like, oh, my God. Um, but it was such a beautiful experience because it's the closest thing to being in the West Indies, to be honest, is Miami. And don't ever go to the, the regular beach on South Beach. Go up to Hollover. Not necessarily that you got you to show your ass, but the other part of it. It's something about the calmness of that water. Yeah. Uh, the, one in, the one on South Beach is rough. This is smooth. Yeah, it's dirty. This is clean. And that clear blue water. Like, it was, to be honest with y'all, it was so healing just to walk into the water with, with Roxanne. It was a beautiful moment, to be perfectly honest with y'all. Like, Unbelievable. Never forget it. We love that experience so much back that we went back the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It sort but, of became like a um, sort of like an addictive freedom. Like yeah. So nice. Like it right. felt so good to just be free like that. Yeah. And 
you know, after, I mean, we, we continue doing that over the years. Right. And after a while, it kind of felt like people recognized us. <laughs> why? Right? Because there were, I mean, like, we didn't talk about the fact that there weren't that many black people around. Right, at that time. <laughs> it was mostly white people at the, when we first started. Yeah. So, white and a lot of Latino. Yeah. A lot of Cuban facts. Yeah. A lot of Cuban folks. No question. But still, like, we stood out. Yeah, because also, I mean, at that time, too, we also, you know, young looking and things like that. And at that point, it was a little people were a little bit older, not like 60s or anything like that. But they were they were, they looked a little bit older. And we were much younger. More so they were like 50, 55, right? Yeah, so they were probably 55, probably 60s, 60s or, or stuff like that. And then that. there was some people who were actually elderly. Yes, there were some folks that were elderly and stuff. And then it was just, you know, younger people. But we just had a different vibe. So I think people just were just kind of drawn and just kind of interested in us individually and then also yeah. with being together. But it was just it was so calming just to sit on the beach and just not think about anything and just kind of let things melt away. There's a sense of um, safety in a way. Yeah. Right. It wasn't right. just like healing and recovery. You know, like water is known to be healing. Yes. Um, a healing source for people. Uh, being connected to nature is a healing, recovering source for people. It's meditative to watch the water, to feel the sun and all of that. There was like, we actually felt safe. Right. Which is different for us. Like, right. that's not something that is usual for us. Right. And that space created that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, no question. And it wasn't too, think about it, it wasn't too crowded and things like that. So we had some space. Because you always want to have a little space. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, you know, look left and have an ass in your face and then look right and have a dick in your face. Like, (laughs) like you need a little space. Do you remember there's people with the chairs that they were facing away from the water? Yes. And it was like, what what are y'all doing? Yeah, they're chasing the sun. Yeah. Wherever the sun is. I think some of them were also like, yeah, they were also yeah. trying to figure out not to get too much sun. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then also, of course, there was just people there who were just trying to pick people up. Like, no question. You know, they would just like, they would just be walking up the beach like, hey, hey, you want some? <laughs> you want some of this? <laughs> you know, but we went back the next day. You want to tell this side of the story? You want to tell this part no. of the story? You- no. Okay. Well I'm, well, I'm rolling in. You're talking about our friend? Yes. So, so we go back the next day. We're excited. We're like, oh, my God, I'm going to get back in the water. How are you feeling about this? Rock's like, wow, I feel really good. I may beat you today in terms of taking off your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Now it became a competition. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, And that's the one thing about Roxanne. Roxanne's the type of person that, like, when she gets home, she's about to jump in the shower or something, I can turn my head for two seconds and turn back, and Roxanne's completely naked. Like, less than, like, (laughs) like, less than a second. And I'm like, always like, how the hell do you do that? Is like, that some like trick or something? How you do that? I mean, they just expire. I mean. I tell you all the time. Clothes expire on me. It's unbelievable to me. So, uh, so we go back the next day. So we're walking down the track. We, we, we're like, all right, let's try to sit, you know, somewhere else and things like that. And so we walk a little further because actually we see the people playing volleyball and things like that. And then we see this couple and this guy Right. Big, tall dude. He was he was tall. He had to be like six, four or something like that. He had a huge dick. But here's what he had. He had a piercing oh, on the head of his God. dick. Right. Mm. And Roxanne's like mm. looking like, how the hell does that work? Mm-mm. What? No, I'm just because it wasn't just a regular piercing. It no. was like the thickest. Right. Piercing. I think I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Like something you put on an ox. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, he was huge. So, and he had a huge head and he had this big, thick piercing. And she was like, I wonder, I wonder how he did that. I wonder if it hurt. Wow. We know it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we know that shit hurt. I mean, you could have asked him. That would have been funny as hell if you asked him. You wanted to. He said hi to us and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to ask, but again, like, I didn't really want to be in that conversation. Right. Because sometimes when you, get, when you get in those conversations with people, they sort of go the distance. And right. you don't want to go the distance with them. Right, so, no question. You know, I was like, yeah, no. Right. And you weren't sure what was going to happen in the moment or whatever. He might have. Or whatever. So yeah. um, so we see them, right? So we see them or whatever, kind of like, all right, so this is where the food is. Okay. And this is the volleyball players. Okay. All right. So we walk up the beach further, right? We get to a lifeguard stand. And so we get to the lifeguard stand and stuff like that. We're looking towards the water. And this dude, his name is Jack. We call him Jack. His name is not Jack. We well, named him. Well, that's his name because we named him. <laughs> all right. So this fool's name, this guy's name is Jack. And so Jack, and for people that have, some people may have not have been, you know, whether you've been in L.A. or you've been to a major beach and they have these big lifeguard tower stands. Yeah, like Baywatch. Like Baywatch, exactly, yeah, like that. Baywatch. Right. And so we're looking, and so we see Jack walk underneath. And when you're underneath the stand, underneath the, the lifeguard tower, there's like a hole, there's like space, right? But not everybody can see you. And so people not necessarily could see him from the front, but we could see him from the back. And so... Because we had decided to sit on the back side. Right. I don't know why we decided to do that, but we weren't there by ourselves. No. What happened, but what happened was is we see Jock, Jack, do, jump in, whatever, la, 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 whatever. And so Jack starts jacking. Didn't he have a paper, a newspaper? He had a newspaper under his arm. Yeah. Or whatever. Okay. So Jack starts jacking. Jack's not playing. He's a Latino dude or whatever. And he, we had just gotten there and we were like, what is he doing? And we saw him getting underneath. The exactly. Tower. We were like, what is he doing? Like, like what's going on? on? Right. We were like, oh, so then Roxanne's like, mm. she stops me. And she goes, I want to stop here. I want to watch. <laughs> I sure did. And I was like, well, you want what? Uh, I said, I want to watch. <laughs> she, was like, she was like, I want to watch. So I was like. Yeah. So yet again, we talk about challenges, right? We talk about challenges or whatever. I was like, I was like, okay. And so we set up. Now, the funniest thing about the whole thing was that there were two old guys, right? And it used to be this old show called The Muppets. And they had these two old dudes who were like the commentators. Always up in the and balcony. And always up in the balcony. And they were always talking shit. They were like, ha, 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 Making jokes. Making jokes and whatever. Yep. So these two old white guys were like posted up like to the left of us with paper, with New York Times chilling. Nope. Wasn't it? Got to get it right. New York Post. Exactly. There's a specific You're new type right. of New Yorker that reads the New York Post. Well, you can tell people what that's about. What kind of people read the New York Post? Not going there. <laughs> so they're so they're sitting there chilling like, "Hey, like, okay, reading their newspaper and here's Jack. Jack just starts going in and they're just chilling." Watching. Just chilling and watching the whole thing, right? So we're sitting there and we're just like... Watching them watch him. Watch, watch them him. watch him and the whole night. Now, and people, people walking by. People are walking by. It. People are walking by like crazy. And Jack is just... Jack is jacking. Jack is jacking. Jack is jacking. And we're looking at each other like, 
Are we serious? This is happening. This is happening right now. And we're sitting here watching it. And we're watching and it. And it's live. And it's live. And nobody really knows except us and the Muppets. Exactly. And people are walking by and the whole nine, just us and the Muppets. But you know who those Muppets are? Who? The same old guys in Trading Places, the Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> That's who they are. What, uh, Lattimore and, and Mortimer and, Mortimer and yes. whatever. And you got to watch dudes. it. If you don't know Trading Places, you got to watch it. But those Muppets are the same guys. That's hysterical. Yes. <laughs> but that's absolutely Sorry. true. Right. But that was the craziest thing is like dudes are like reading the post and being like, is he done yet? Oh, no, they were into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop playing. They had the post open, but they were totally into what was happening. They were digging it. The two of them. I don't know if they were a couple. They seemed like they were friends. They right. didn't seem like they were a couple. Right. But they were digging it. Right. And we were just like, this is happening. It's going down, y'all. <laughs> oh, it was going down. Jack was not, Jack was not playing. Mm -mm. And uh, But what made you want, but what made you say that, you know, what you feel, what made you feel comfortable to say to me, you know, like that you wanted to watch? And why didn't you think I was going to run away? I'd be like, hell no, or like... No, I wanted to be really clear with you mm -hmm. in case, because sometimes we get our wires crossed. No question. So I wanted to be really clear that I wanted mm -hmm. to stay here and I want I, I wanted to watch this go down. Right. And why did I want to watch you? Yeah. I wanted to watch because it wasn't a porno. It was like, it wasn't staged. Uh, it was like human behavior, like just human. Right. It was totally human. And I wanted to watch it. And, you know, I am a social scientist, so I get a lot out of these moments and I bring mm. a lot of meaning to it. Right. But I just really wanted to watch it. Right. Right. But also, I mean, you think about it, too, with it wasn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah. It wasn't going to hurt <laughs> us. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think I was going to go to, the, you know, go to a new beach and take my shit off <laughs> and then watch, watch Jack getting busy. <laughs> like, that wasn't, Man. you know what I mean? Like, that wasn't, that wasn't it at all. I have never seen anybody have that kind of focus out in public. No question. That was what was fascinating about what he was doing. The amount of focus, and I don't know what he was looking at, but he was definitely looking at something that was like straight ahead. Yeah. But that amount of focus and not to be distracted, I think is something amazing to me. Well, he wasn't really, no, he wasn't paying attention to, to anybody else. It's and hard. Of course. Like I think he trying that's to, difficult. No, of course. Open. And, so here's the thing, though. But the other thing about it was he was having his own, like, self-love moment. Yes. That's what was happening. Yes, that is. In that time. Happening. Because it wasn't like he was, he was going like. going with what was naturally happening. Exactly. Right? He was having a moment. He went under the thing and he had this moment. He didn't think anybody could see him or, or whatever. He wasn't just like trying to choke it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that just wasn't, that wasn't what it him. is. That, I think that was part of what was turning him on. No, that, I mean, that's very well possible. Now, Jack was, Jack wasn't going for like a couple of minutes. No. Jack was, Jack was going for like almost five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately. He was going in. The craziest thing is how much freedom did we exhibit? in ourselves in that moment. Oh, totally. I mean, any, I mean, anybody could have seen that we posted up <laughs> and was like, you know, it was like being at the movies. We were just like with the popcorn and shit, just chilling, watching the Muppets, watching the Muppets watch him, watching right. him, watching people walk by. Like it was a, it was a show. Right. No question. And we didn't care. We were like, well, yeah. we came to the beach. 
And this is what this is just this what happened came to us. This is this has just happened. So Jack eventually, of course, Jack ejaculated, ejaculated. No question in the sand. Well, well, no, actually, well, no, I'm sorry. No. Nope, nope. Yep. It actually, he was a, he was he was a <laughs> he, he was, was a shooter. He was a shooter. Yes, he was. Jack was a shooter. Yes. And it went very high up in the air. That's it true. probably hit the roof of the tower <laughs> and we don't know it. But it looked like it did. It was it was quite the experience. That's exactly yes. Jack exploded. Yes, yes he did. Yes, Jack exploded. No question. Didn't make a sound. Yeah. Oh my God. He, he was made no sound. Silent. He he was completely silent. silent. In the way he was going in, he should have made some sounds. Yes. When he got to his moment right before, he made no sound. No sound. She was shooting everywhere and still no sound. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then he just stopped, cleaned off his hands in the sand. Did fold- he go in the water? No. He folded up his newspaper, <laughs> got uh, out from underneath. And went on his way. And went on his way as if nothing had motherfucking happened. Like that was it. I mean, what else is there to do? He just moved. Like you know what I'm saying? He had his moment and then bro just moved on. Like... Y'all didn't see me. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. And I'm out. And you know what? I feel so much better. Yes. <laughs> I feel so much better. I really needed that. <laughs> and we were like. We were like. This shit really just went. Did we, we just, just see this shit? We just like. Yes. Did we just see this? But wait, the Muppets were even like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were like just. Huh. Whatever. We were like, is this what happens here all the time? Is there something else that, like, is there some other shit that's going to go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We never saw anything like that again. No. But we always expected to see something. We expected like to see something, but we weren't sure. Yeah. But also, too, just the conversation that we had after, talking about what it was like for each of us in that moment. Actually, we've been talking about it for years. Heck yes. There's more layers to the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? There's mad layers to all of it. Well, because, again, like, I bring it back to the trauma, mm-hmm. right? So when you've been traumatized, you don't have any, you don't really have the capacity to do something like that right. necessarily. No. Like there's just so uh-huh. many obstacles to, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody experiences trauma differently, right? But there's so many obstacles to the body, how you feel about your body, how much you share, you know, there's just so many obstacles. Right. For me as a woman, constantly feeling objectified in, right. in the street. Like this constant, it's constant about what my body looks like, who's looking at which parts, what, how much they're taking in, how much they're enjoying, you know. Like, and, and if I'm in the mood for that energy. Right. And so when you think about that happening every second of my life and mm. me having to negotiate those moments every second of my life, mm. and then you see somebody like this who's like, this is what my dick does. This is what we're going to do. We're in the space for it. And, uh, and then we're just going to keep it moving. Like, it's such a beautiful, simple concept mm. and something that I will never actually ever know. Mm. That's deep right there. I will never know That's deep. how to be in a space like Jack. Yeah. I will never. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's I mean, the other thing that's interesting, too, is that he made sure to, that he found a space that was in the open, but not in the open. Yeah. Right. We probably would have felt differently about that situation if he was just in the open. Yeah. You know, how does that change the dynamic? 
how does that change how we see it? No. Right. What's the purpose of it? What What's the pur- right? What's the purpose of it? Would you be able to continue to without being uninterrupted the way he did? Like, right. yeah, there's just some right. factors. You know what I'm saying? And just folks would feel in terms of of the respect level for the beach and people around and and things like that too. It's going to be looked at a lot a lot differently. You know, well, what I mean? years later there were signs that said you couldn't jack off anymore. Right. <laughs> We were like, damn, Jack, you messed it up for all of us. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily like that. I didn't want to see it again. <laughs> I was one and done, y'all. I was one and I was one and done. I mean, that was a that was a moment. You know I mean, what I'm in the, but also in the in the context of why we're there, right? In this reclaiming, this no you know, sort of liberating ourselves mm-hmm. and and sort of trying to. And when I I just want to be clear about when I say liberating, I'm talking about not feeling the violation to the body mm. in the same way. Yes. Letting that violation process through and out of our bodies. Right. And being very purposeful about that and being in that moment because the context of that and then seeing the sky and everything that was going on, everything we experienced, like, right. I, you know, I want to make that as an offering to people that sometimes some of us who've experienced violations, that's what we need. Right. I think anything out of that context of what you just talked about, of that environment, I just think it's, I don't know how I feel, how I would feel about it out of the context. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was just that moment. Yeah. And right? it's also about where you evolve to in your own healing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was just more like, damn, dude, like, are you going to be done? Like, what's good? Like, really? It's like this? You really we, going Wait, in. we were making mad jokes. Oh, we were cracking up. We were like, oh, wait no a question. minute. Don't you want to go at least wash your hands in the ocean? <laughs> You're going to walk around with cum on your hands? It's like, what the fuck? Like, you just wiped it in the sand? Like, how's that work? It doesn't. I'm like, people just clean themselves Because you know when you have wet on the sand, the sand just sticks to you. That's like, you I'm still got to. Right. I was like, can you walk over to the water, please? <laughs> Wash your hands real quick. <laughs> Do that favor for me. Jokes. Jokes oh all day. Years. And most of the time, we just start talking about Jack. We're like, Jack. Jack. Our friend Jack. My friend Jack. Remember Jack? That was crazy. Because it is almost like, in a lot of ways, it's still unbelievable to us. It's unbelievable to us that we went to Hallover to reclaim our bodies. Like, that still is to this day. Like, wow, we did that. And these are all the things that happened while we were there. And we just had to accept everything that happened because it was part of that journey and part of the journey that we've been on to reclaim, you know, our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. And continue to find each other. Right, and continue I mean, to find each other. I mean, that's the piece, right? right? It's like you do your own work and then you bring, you, you come together. Right. And it has been very beneficial for our relationship. No question. To have had that experience. No question. To have done that. Mm-mm. And I didn't feel insecure in that moment either because it was about the bigger context. But that's what's so funny is I did feel insecure and you didn't. <laughs> it was like, remember we talked about that. Right, exactly. Like, what's going on? Yeah. We did this like switch. Right, which happens, you know, but it also too, it comes down to, you know, it's like, well, have you ever seen that before? She was like, no. I was like, what? How does that work? You know what I mean? But it comes down to the context of what we're, when we hear before talking about not realizing, you know, the person which you, that you were with had a bigger, we'll call it a Johnson or a tower of pizza. Like you had, like you just didn't know because you just didn't know. Right. And we learn as we go. And a lot of times as survivors, we just do. And we only know what's in the moment. And we're not thinking about anything else but that because we're trying to get through those moments too. 
because those are the moments of activation. Correct. Or otherwise known as being triggered. Right, right. Hence why we do this. Exactly. That's why it's called living a triggered life. Because right? we all live in it. No question. All the time. You know, we, we wanted to have these conversations. We want to tell these stories, you know, to try to inspire folks like, yo, y'all can walk this together. You have to walk separately and do your own work, but you can come together and make it happen. But it's a process and it's hard and it's difficult. No question. Always worthy. But always worthy. And maybe you end up in a, you know, a Jack type situation or maybe you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is going to be a part of our lives forever. Yo, that'd be crazy if, like, we went back to Hallover and we saw him. I don't even know what Jack looked we like. We don't know what Jack's face looked like. He had, like, glasses and a that's hat. That's right. I forgot he had Jack. That's right. And I thought he was a white guy, and you're telling me that he no, was Cuban. He was Cuban. I'm he like, was like a black see, Cuban. I'm like, did you see his card? Like, what? He was a black Cuban. <laughs> How did you know? Well, there's a couple things that tipped it off. You are correct. And I wasn't looking. <laughs> it was a couple of things that it was a couple that things correct. that tipped I, it off. And, I, and we've talked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Like, I didn't see, you know, I didn't see nothing pink. I thought he was. You white know what man. I'm saying? Yes. No, it was brown. <laughs> no, right. he was definitely he was right. definitely brown. There was no question. And maybe that maybe I just made that up in my mind to make it more acceptable. I have no idea. I can't even help you. I have no <laughs> you know idea. What I'm saying? Maybe <laughs> it's possible that I did make that up, but I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think so at all. Doesn't really matter. Mm hmm. Liberation, right? Black love. Black love. Living a triggered life podcast. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're doing. So how do you feel about liberation? How do you feel about that today? Oh, my God. I feel like it, you know, like the last time we were in New York, yeah. you asked me how I feel to be in New York. Right. And we were talking and I said to you, and I think this is a part of the experience of Jack. Right. I was like, there's so many beautiful black women out here showing their breasts. Oh, I'm no in question. love with it. I was like, yes, yeah, yes, you're beautiful. Yes, that's beautiful. And I take it in and I welcome it and I accept it. And I think Jack and everything that we've done over time to sort of be healthy yeah. individuals in our relationship has gotten me to that place to appreciate beautiful black women showing right. themselves. Right, right. And being okay with it, right? Not doing it for any other reason, but just for self-love, right? And self-expression. But that doesn't mean that we have to stare. That doesn't mean we have to be disrespectful. We can appreciate it and go, yes, I see you, sister. I see you doing what you're doing. Beautiful. And keep it moving. Yes. Right? And loving. like It's like loving on them, right? Exactly. Not in some kind of gross, nasty, no. disrespectful. No. It's like I see you. I see you showing your body and feeling okay and, and feeling all right with your body. Right. And I'm, I'm loving you for that because right. you inspire me. I'm not going out and showing it. Right. <laughs> That's not going to be me. But I'm on the end of trying to hide some of my parts of my body because of how much attention I get. <clears throat> right. But I'm going to love you for doing it. Right. No question. That's just, we just have to, I just think we have to celebrate, you know, the black and brown bodies more just in general. I think that's just important, right? Mind, body, and spirit and how we step into the world and how we take care of ourselves and how we step out. We got to celebrate that because we celebrate fashion, you know, when people do it that way and we got to continue to do that. You know, mind, body, and spirit is so part of it. And when someone feels good about themselves, it comes out completely. Oh, yes. No question. You feel good. You feel that like, I'm cute today. inside yes. radiates out. Yes. Yeah. No question. Yeah. You feel like your dreads are and clean. And forget it if the, if the sun is shining. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. especially, if you're, especially if you're in New York and you're in Atlanta or different places, like those places, it's acceptable, right? I think there's more of a presence of us. And so people feel more liberated 
to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's accepted to do that throughout the city. You know what I mean? Almost sometimes, you know, in Boston and Massachusetts, it's not like that as much because I feel like that may, we may not feel as accepted to be downtown or, or sometimes to be on Newbury Street and to be just as free as, as we can. You know, if we're going to Dudley, you're going to Black it's Market, just, it's you know, in, the, in our areas, vibe. it's all it's right. Vibe. No like question. New York vibe is nothing like no question. Massachusetts. Don't get no. me wrong. Like, I'm used to being there. Mm-hmm. And there's parts of it that I appreciate, but it will never have that vibe. Right. Even in, in the berries, you right. know, it will never have the vibe of New York. Yeah. That's okay. No question. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to, to witness and be respectful. You know, and I think people appreciate that. When you can give someone a nod, like, I see you, I'll see you. <laughs> and then to keep it moving, they're like, yes, did he just look at me and be like, okay, I see you, and then move? And then keep it moving? And just keep it moving? Yeah. Like, okay. You know, you can be like, yo, you know, see, out, especially because outfits are just sneakers and, and whatever. Everybody looks at everybody else. It's just like, that's just how it is in New York. Like, you're like, oh, wow, look. You like, got? damn, I like your socks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, that, like, that's how it is. Yes. But why can't, why can't it be like that just about the body in general? Well, it should be. It should be. But that is, that is fixing, that's fixing our lenses, too, right? And understand what our purpose is and, and, and things like that and trying to be as honest as we can with ourselves, which is how we feel about shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No question. Talking about this, do you feel like you want to go back to Hallover? Yes. I was just sitting here thinking about it's been a while. It's time to go. It's time to go back to Hallover. And it's like a therapeutic check-in. Mm. Right? Go back to Hallover, therapeutic check-in in the sense that where am I at in my body image? Where am mm. I at in how I feel about exposing myself or right. being among this community of people who right. are liberating themselves? Right. You know? And yeah, I think it's time. Yeah. It is definitely time yeah the last time I went there was more people from the hood too so that was always interesting yes it's like they found it right exactly <laughs> like how do crackheads find the um <laughs> the new beach <laughs> like, like no question damn, everybody right it was like everybody we were like right. whoa this is like wow look at all the black a folks. lot of diversity a lot of diversity but a lot of black folks a lot more black women latino latino like yes. it's just like just so many more folks you know what i mean and that was actually cool as well women Right, a lot, a lot more women. women, right. At first, it wasn't a lot of women, but there was a lot of, a lot more women there. But yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's time. But it's the closest we get to going, you know, going to Barbados or, or Puerto Rico. So that's the destination. You know what yeah, I mean? It's time. I think JetBlue has, is JetBlue's having a, um, a sale right now. Really? You're doing a commercial for JetBlue right now? No, I'm trying to just say to you that, like, <laughs> you made it just, you know what I'm saying? On the trip, you know, later today, we might just have to look into it and see, <laughs> and see what's cracking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know how we do it too. We fly into Fort Lauderdale. I know, but you know we were. You know we were. Hold on, let me say this. Let me say this though. Yes, we're trying to because it's a little free out there. Too. But we fly into Fort Lauderdale and then we take the train to Miami. To Miami, and we save like commuter rail. Right, the commuter rail. We save like five million dollars just by doing that. Yeah, but do not have a whole bunch of bags. No, don't do that. That's ridiculous. It's a backpack. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta roll simple. Free shuttle from the airport to the commuter rail. Yeah, commuter rail is like five bucks. What takes you right into downtown Miami? Boom. And then you know you can get on the bus. You do whatever. It would take us. We take. We do that and end up in South Beach like in an hour. It takes you to Miami Airport. Yep. And there's a bus from Miami Airport that takes you right straight to to Miami. It takes you right to to South. South, Takes you right to South Beach. 
right by Lincoln Road. Boom. Yep. It's and like a you, seven, eight dollar trip. Exactly. And then if you need it, then from there you take the twenty five cent bus down the street. If you're, if you're, <laughs> that you could run up the side of it. Exactly. <laughs> but it's better than walking. No question. No question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always been our way. Mm-hmm. What else you got? I don't know. I, you know, it's funny because this conversation, I feel like in my body, I feel a little exhausted. Really? And I think it's the conversation and just the sense of like how thinking about you know, like, so on the other end, I just had my last therapy session. So I terminated my therapy with my therapist. I've been with her for five years. Mm. And that was sad for me. Yeah. But it's also time, right? It's time for me to go and practice. So I'm in a place where I'm thinking about evolution, how far I've come, things that I need to keep practicing, and talking about this body stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah, where am I on that on that journey of my body? Right. Right? Hallover sort of invites the attention I pay to it. But if I'm not there, I'm not really paying attention to it in the same way. Right. And so it's not, like I, f- I feel a little exhausted in my body thinking about mm. it and where am I? Am I in that part of my journey? Right. And I just think it's, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to miss my therapist. She was bomb. Right. No, no, no. For most definitely. And this, I mean, we always try to be as vulnerable as possible. I mean, but this is something that nobody, well, now people know about it, but this is something that nobody knew oh about. Oh, my God. At I try all. not to think about how many people will know about it. I mean, you that. just, you know what I'm saying? You put out the energy and it is what it is. And we'll probably have some more reflection on this because anytime we do the podcast, it is doing the work as well. Absolutely. Right. We got jokes like we, we doing it. But this is part of, you know, this is part of our healing as well is to be able to talk about this and talk about things openly. Right. Because we talk about things amongst ourselves and, you know, a couple of other people. But this is a lot of stuff that just nobody knows as well. So I understand in terms of being, you know, tired or a little exhausted. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to process. Yeah, but it's important. No, absolutely. I mean, this is why we do the podcast, because yeah. we want to offer these things to people. We want to invite people to have these conversations with their partners, or right. to be thinking about it. And, right. You know, we're making an offering. Right. No question. But you've been listening to Living a Triggered Life podcast with Keith Maskell. And Roxanne Maskell. Man, we are so happy to be here at WTF Studios in New York City. Once again, the Black History Month. What are you going to call it? <laughs> yeah, that's what we were saying. Black History Month. Yeah, Black Liberation. I don't know. Is that what we're going to do? Like body liberation. Body oh, liberation. Yeah. The Jack episode. Right. The Jack episode. <laughs> that's also, that's a part featuring of it. Featuring Jack. Right. Featuring Jack. You know what I mean? There was no Jill. <laughs> there um, was no there Jill. There was no Jill going on. Or maybe he was thinking about Jill. I don't know. Ooh, maybe, that's a good one. Or maybe he was thinking about Jack. Jack. Jill. I mean, no question. That might roll too. But this has been great. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you're no longer surviving. You're thriving. And you've earned that. Thank you for listening to Living a Triggered Life Podcast with Keith and Roxanne, presented by The Triggered Project. To find out more information about The Triggered Project, go to www.triggered1.com. And remember, you're no longer surviving, you're thriving, and you earn that.